Oracle of Luna is a podcast with me, Bridget Ingalls, as your host. Here we have conversations with real live present day goddesses who are actively and courageously doing their magical work in the world. Each episode is a bewitching journey with relevant discussions on topics such as Wiccan pagan spirituality, writing, culture, magical practices, art, ritual, and the craft in its many forms. Merry meet and welcome to the Oracle of Luna. Happy New Year. Today, I have a very special guest. Uh, her name is Astrea Taylor. She is an author, a witch, a speaker, and a fire dancer. Welcome, Astrea. Thank you so much, Bridget. It's wonderful to be here with you today on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so how are you doing today? Fantastic. It's a beautiful day and I've just spent it reading and doing like magical cleansings of my house. Uh, you know, it's, it's a new year. So I just feel like bringing that new energy in is just so important. It feels so good. Oh, good. Yeah. I did a little bit of saging in my, my little office uh, recording area here. So um, yeah, so happy um, that you could join us today. So I'm just going to jump right in. Um, you are the author of several books. Um, one of them is the amazing book called Intuitive Witchcraft. And um, I just kind of like to jump right in with a few questions for you. Yeah, sounds great. Um, so just how, in general, how, how did you, uh, how did your spiritual journey begin? Where, where did you grow up and how did it kind of, how did your witchy journey begin? <laughs> well, I'm from Southwest Ohio and I was very fortunate to have a very intelligent and witchy mom. And she even studied a little bit of witchcraft, but it was more like the adjacent stuff to witchcraft, like folklore, herbalism, mythology. There were a bunch of like feminist hippie texts and books about meditation and the power of the spoken word and stuff. Mm. So um, I just grew up having this library of information and I wasn't allowed to watch much TV. So I would just read as much as I could. And with all that freedom, I really just had to figure out like what was interesting and like what I wanted to learn more about. So I went from there and started like reading books from the library. And finally, when I was 18, I started hanging out with these magical people who were just like me in that way. And we began uh -huh. to go to a witch shop for the Sabbaths. Uh -huh. And a short while later, I went to the Pagan Spirit Gathering, which was local in Ohio at the time. And I was just blown away by all the workshops and rituals. And it felt like I had come home to some part of myself. And it was just so magical that I just never left. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Did your um, mom or parents, uh, did they kind of steer you in that direction ever or just kind of you, you just were self-guided? I feel like um, there 
with all the adjacent topics that were there, it was kind of in the background. I, I just recently learned that my mother studied some of what she calls the white witchcraft stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. So cool. Um, but yeah, I never knew about that, but still like she noticed. So she did give me some of those stepping stones. Like I got a tarot deck when I turned 11 or 12 or something. Oh, nice. <laughs> logical natal birth chart reading when I turned 16. And it's funny because I uh, had two younger sisters and we had very different upbringings. She kind of like placed steps wherever those people, wherever we were, whatever we were interested in, you know, like my yeah. son was interested in music. She took music lessons. And so I was lucky to have that freedom. It's actually one of the things that I want to give back to people. The fact that I had um, all this acceptance and freedom, that's what I want to give to other people in the form of unconditional love and appreciation and support for their own intuitive path as well. Absolutely. And um, so what motivated you to begin writing? Well, I didn't even know that people were writing a lot of books anymore. I didn't know that there was like a witch bubble happening. I was just, you know, going to gatherings when I could off and on with work and uh, school schedule. And then um, I started writing at Patheos Pagan and I was kind of blown away that people wanted to hear from someone like me because I'm just a solitary practitioner. I just do whatever feels right, but it resonated with people. And so I, it just seemed like there wasn't a book about how I do things or the way that I think about things. So I started to write the book at that time and, and I put it down because I got busy with something else. But then I went to this workshop and there's this guy who was saying um, that traditions are the only way to be a witch and that anyone who isn't in a tradition is dangerous and they're, they're as dangerous as an unlicensed surgeon going around performing surgery on people. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, let me just show you how I can have depth and integrity and my magic works too. I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. insane that that workshop got prom promoted. I think that from the reading of the description, it was like completely opposite. I thought it was going to be a support for your non-traditional path. But um, yeah, so I was just like, okay, here you go, guy. Here's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so um, it sounds like you joined maybe a coven at that time or maybe uh, various uh, circles. Um, I've had a lot of open circles. It's like an open invitation to go to things. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the first few ones that I went to were just kind of like more about like the crafts of the holiday. It wasn't about ritual and, uh, but pagan spirit gathering and the other festivals were about ritual. And that's where I learned a lot about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I had like a, an open moon circle for a while and, um, I don't, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to say coven or not coven. I think circle is a, is a more appropriate term for the things that I've been in. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, I've, I've been in a lot of groups and I, I just love having the freedom to come and go as it feels right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, um, that, um, inspiration to find your own, um, a particular vision or path within, um, Wicca has really inspired you to keep you know, forging ahead and using your intuition um, is a big part of your book, um, Intuitive Witchcraft. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your book? <laughs> sure. Well, um, mostly I just think that you can use intuition at any stage in your witchcraft. It's basically like what kind of magic 
practical stuff do you want to do? What do you want out of life? And then, uh, you know, you can use your intuition to like really hone into like, oh, this is what I'm feeling. I don't want to feel that, or I want to feel more of this, or I want to move in this direction. And so the intuition can provide the foundation for growth. And then when you're looking to do stuff, you know, if you want to use any uh, ingredients, you can say, okay, what do I have on hand? Okay. It looks like I have mint and paprika and salt. And, you know, you can kind of go from there. And, you know, I think that we all have certain feelings toward these different herbs or crystals or whatever we're going to use. And I call those personal correspondences because they mean something to us. You know, um, mint relates to me, like, in my childhood and learning a lot of things in nature. And um, so it has some associations with mm -hmm. the uh, histor historical interpretations of mint, but at the same time, it means something different to me. So when we weigh in how we feel about the ingredients, then it gives us even more ability to have more meaning in our magic. And then I've just found that my magic just feels, whenever it feels right inside my body, uh, it just works better that way. You know, it's it's like kind of like cutting down your intention to make it more meaningful as opposed to um, just broadcasting it a, a little bit wider. You know, it um, it just it just works better that way for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just having a personal resonance towards um, your magic and your path and the deities that you choose to work with. Definitely. Yes. Super important. And. Um, just personally, I just have to have an energetic feel towards any anything I do regarding my witchcraft. <laughs> so yeah. I would say intuition is probably a guiding force in in all magic. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have any energetic resonance with it, then, you know, you're just kind of like going through the motions and that could work too. <laughs> But I mean, I think it works more often when we feel something, when we raise the energy, when we get in touch with our emotions and our deep primal selves and connect with the higher powers or, you know, so, you know, whatever, what you want to connect with. And yeah, it, it, that's how magic is made. In my yeah. Opinion. Yeah. And um, so I, I here's a question. I, I was just curious what your take is on this. Um, and for my listeners, um, what do you think is the best way to connect with a deity or deities in your life? And how does that evolve? Like from a, a seeker to, you know, maybe a more, you know, experienced um, Wicca practitioner. How, how do you, how do you, what's your take on that? Well, I found that often a deity will appear to us whenever we're ready for this next stage in our lives. And I feel like the energy can be really subtle at first, but we just feel like something is there. Something is like inviting us. If we want to go deeper, we can go in that direction. We may not always understand who it is at that time, but I think that they appear and they help us. So the best way to connect with a deity, I would say, is to, um, you know, have a protected home, have a protected self, but then just to be open to any of these outside influences, as long as they seem to be beneficial uh, influences and kind of try to like see what they feel like, you know, you can uh, see, look up uh, historical mythology books and see if any of those seem like they're that deity, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times deities have a certain energy. And when you read about them in myth or the, you know, whatever book that you're reading about them, you'll feel that same energy. So you'll kind of get that tug and be like, oh, 
why do I want to read more about Hermes? I, mm-hmm. I just can't get enough of Hermes, you know? So I think it's really exciting when that happens and you just have to be open and receptive and then do some research and then start to work with them, start to talk to them, start to make offerings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And build an altar or something on your altar, a symbol of, of that deity to connect with them. And even just lighting a candle and repeating their name as simple as that can help begin that connection. Definitely. That's the perfect way to get in touch with the deity. Yeah. So what are the three main tenets? I noticed there you, you've had, uh, you have three main tenets in your beginning chapter um, of your book, Intuitive Witchcraft. What, can you explain what those three main tenets are? Yeah. So I thought a lot about these and I, this is my way to encourage people to forge their own path. So the first is that you're intuitive. Everyone has intuition and you really have to know yourself and to your own self be true. And that's a combination of a couple different uh, maxims <laughs> that are yeah. out there. Um, it's not that original, but um, I think it's important to acknowledge our differences and to celebrate them, to let them shine, appreciate how different we are from everyone else. Like, don't try to be like anyone else. Like, just know who you are and do that. So that's the first one is celebrate your individuality, really. (laughs) The second one is that your energy and everything in the world is energy. And if you want to be an intuitive, which you would seek understanding, balance, and alignment of your own energy. So awareness is key here because I think that it is a huge step. You know, once you know who you are, then you know your different circumstances, how they change all the time. And then the third one is that you're magical. You have the ability to modify your energy and the energies around you through willpower and witchcraft. So uh, empowering yourself to take that step, to take that leap and not just remain small, not just stay small, but use your magic and use your power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really it, um, it involves so much about being tuned into your own intuition, really, uh, you know, kind of closing out the clutter, closing out the the self-talk, the self-chatter, um, really just really honoring your inside voice. I think that is so challenging as we are so also involved in work and, and social media and the media in general and, and just in daily life. It can be very, very challenging just to listen to our own inner voice. Yeah. And I was raised in this new age church too. Um, They talked about like the little me and the big me and the little me is like, oh, I'm worried about work. What am I going to have for lunch? You know, it's like the chatter, like you were talking about, but the big you is the spirit who's like um, connected to all who has this power and the ability. And it's a beautiful concept. It's one that kind of just Uh, I think about sometimes when the little mind is chattering away, I'm like, okay, you're the little mind. I'm going to mind, the big mind and get some perspective from that too. Yeah, absolutely. It can be challenging though, for sure. Um, But that's, uh, that's a big part of being spiritual. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, So also you are a fire dancer, I hear. So what do you like about fire dancing and, how does it make you feel? Does it, is it uh, a magical experience for you? Yeah. So I love fire dancing. I've done it for many years now. I can almost count it in decades. (laughs) um, (laughs) What's so great about it is that it's elemental. 
And yeah. you know, when you light a candle, you're just like in awe of the flame. I think that humans have this history with flames. You know, we're just, it's so bright and it's mesmerizing and it kind of puts us into this trance mindset. And so I love fire dancing because uh, I have this trance mindset that I go into and, you know, the first moves have to be really safe because the fuel is wet and you can't transfer it. But when, um, you know, the fuel is just kind of burning off and it's a little bit safer, you can kind of go into this sphere where you're just like playing and you're making these um, patterns with your bodies. And it's kind of like you're telling a story. I really love performing too, because you're giving this gift to the audience. That's how I think about it. You know, it's how I kind of have my, uh, my mind wrapped around like, you know, not being egotistical about it, but giving this gift to the audience where you're showing them how you can be courageous and how you can be mindful in every moment because fire puts us in the immediate moment, you know? And so I think that's what the heart of fire magic is. It's like the ancient mind being in the moment at the same time and just feeling like this sense of awe and spirituality. So that's mm. my goal whenever I do fire dancing. Mm. And um, where can we catch you uh, performing or is there, do you perform uh, in live performances ever um, or? Yeah, I am a local fire dancer right now because it's, you know, one of my many hobbies <laughs> so, Yeah, <laughs> uh, in Southwest Ohio. If you want to follow Aurora Fire Dancers on Instagram, uh, I think we're going to try to tell people more about our gigs coming up in the future. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to see even a, just a recording. Um, it is mesmerizing. I, I've I've watched a couple, and even when I've tried uh, went to Hawaii and um, watching the Polynesian dancers with fire, it's just it's mesmerizing. But like you say, you are it puts you right in the moment, and there's something so like elevating about fire and 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 human contact with fire. But um, yeah, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, it's so funny. Like I wrote the book air magic, and I really wanted to write fire magic. But um, the editor at Llewellyn was like, we already have someone writing fire magic. She's like, why does everyone always want to write fire? Magic? <laughs> <laughs> There's three other elements, everyone. Yeah, Fire is so attractive, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then also you are, um, you had just come out uh, another, with another book called modern witchcraft in the Greek gods. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that book? Yeah, sure. So I've always felt that there wasn't a really good book about the Greek gods that really went into their history and like the cultural history and how they were honored and celebrated and what kind of magical practices went on with them. And so I was talking with my co-author Jason Menke about it and we were just like, you know what, we could write that book. And so we started <laughs> to do this together, um, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic. And we just divided up the deities and we each wrote about their different histories. And then um, we have a section about magical practices you can do with them. And then we have a different section for each deity that we cover uh, for the most part uh, with a personal devotees, a, a magical practitioner like how they interact with them, what kind of offerings they like, what they feel like to them when they called to them the first time, you know, what kind of magic they do or rituals, like what phase mm -hmm. of the moon or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. so, 
you know, I have um, a relationship with some of the Greek gods, but not all of them. And so we found those people to fill in the blanks and that really helped out and provided like this, this wonderful way for people to get to know them without me trying to like get to know Aries or Hephaestus, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm busy enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah. um, So that book came out in December of 2022, just a little bit ago. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. We just love this book too. And we're so happy to share this with the world. Yeah. It's wonderful um, that you collaborated as well with another author. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, And, you know, Jason has a Wiccan background. He's been initiated. um, And then I just have the eclectic background. So I think we appeal to different audiences generally, but together we created a book that really kind of works. So he did, he did more like ceremonial magic and I did more like spells and there's a few rituals in there, but it's more like, you know, the low magic that, Mm -hmm. uh, that I love so much. Mm. Yeah. There's so much out there on Greek gods and Greek deities. Um, but it's cool that you, um, you came out with a book like in 2022 about Greek gods and, um, and kind of elevated it and, and made it uh, kind of a new, new again. Yeah. And, you know, really it's not someone who wants, it's not for someone who wants to study the historic, I mean, the Hellenistic approach. Right. Uh, because that's locked into a very Greco-Roman time chunk. This goes back to even pre-Greek times and explores where the deities came from and also how they evolved after the Hellenistic period as well. Because, um, you know, I think that there's, they're the Greek gods. They're still alive and with us today, and you know they've evolved with us. We believe over the years. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny. You know, call upon them, they come, and they're very powerful. So it's it's wonderful to give this you know approach to everybody and the opportunity for them to like study up on things. And we had so many books in our bibliography. It's kind of insane. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I really felt like I had to read a lot of books to do justice to these deep gods who, you know, we have centuries or millennia of experience and in, in history with them. Yeah. Some of them more than others. But, you know, I didn't want to skimp on the Eleusinian mysteries. You know, I really wanted to provide as much information as possible. Yeah. Well, you obviously love to research and you're such an excellent writer. Um, did you study um, writing in college or? It's so funny. I wanted to be a journalism major. I went to study writing and everyone was like, writing's going to go away. The internet's taking over and nothing's going <laughs> to. Nobody's going to be reading books. Nobody's <laughs> going to read. <laughs> and um, so I was really discouraged from doing that. And I didn't like journalism too with the top down kind of um, topic sentence in a paragraph. And, and so I switched majors to environmental science and that's what I finished mm. my degrees in, mm. and, but I still retain this love of writing. And I think that I always thought like, Oh, I'll go back and maybe write some books later and stuff. And, and I'm, I'm so happy it worked out that way. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's great. It's, you know, um, I write myself and I'm trying to finish up my third book and just with working and relationships and daily life and all the other um, events that I do. And it's just, it's hard to fit it, carve out the time, but um, I congratulate you and any published author actually, because it really, it's hard work and you really, you know, you put your heart and soul into it. So yeah. And you know, it's a labor of love too. I mean, yeah, like when you 
when you're doing the writing, it just feels like so magical. And then like hours can pass by and then you're like, oh, and now I have to sleep and now I have to eat and now I have to go yeah. with the dog or the kids <laughs> or the work, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's yeah. fascinating. I don't, I don't even know how I've written so many books in such a short time <laughs> because I have another one coming out in July too. Yeah. Very yeah. prolific. Um, so that leads me to my um, next question. Do you have any new um, books and upcoming events and workshops that you would like to share? Uh, yeah. So my book in July that comes out in July of 2023 is called inspiring creativity through magic. And it's all about working with the muse or the genius kind of as the witch is familiar for creativity and creating a whole ritual around how you want to create and how you can get a finished product. And so, um, you know, I really have a whole supportive mechanism through the book of how you begin to create, how you generate ideas and uh, work through them. And then how you do an editing process, because it's a, as you know, it's a completely different hemisphere of the brain. Yes. You can do that for all art, not just writing, um, you know, uh, as you know, but like, it's, it's wonderful to um, have this finished product and to, um, you know, really put your dreams out into the world. And that's kind of the definition of magic is, is taking something that's in your mind and making it real mm -hmm. one way or another. Yeah. And so I think creativity is like magic in so many ways. Art is like magic. And a lot of people, other people feel that way as well. I, I have some brilliant quotes from people in the book. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing more about that book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's so important to stay inspired in life. However, that, you know, if it's through creativity, art, writing, dance, however, whatever inspires you, go for it. Because I believe that so much in creativity and inspiration. I think it's like m me personally, that's, it's my guiding light. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not inspired, I feel dead. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. You're a creative person. And like, that's beautiful. Like, you know, that you, you feel the energy too, the transformation, I'm sure of when something's coming to life. And yeah. I talk a little bit about the egregore of your product or your project or whatever you want to call it in the book as well. It's just so wonderful. And I, yeah. I'm looking forward to everyone reading that and like, getting yeah. Um, well, it's been really wonderful chatting with you and hearing about your books and um, your fire dancing. And um, do you have a website or a blog or social media where our listeners can learn a little bit more about you? Sure. Yes, I do have a website. It's astreataylor.com. And I have a signed books available there. For a limited time, I have books of the modern witchcraft with the Greek gods signed by both me and my co-author. I think I have about 10 or 11 left of those. Um, <laughs> um, and then uh, I have some great events coming up this year too. I'd love to meet people and hang out, but the best way to find me is probably on Instagram. It's just at Astrea Taylor. Okay. All right. Well, it's been a real pleasure and Thanks for coming on the show and um, blessed be. Thank you so much, Bridget. Blessed be. Yeah. All right. Signing off. Mm -hmm.